Hello, everybody. Hi. Welcome. Thank you for just letting us in to your space, your day, your morning, your evening. Yeah. We are glad to be here with you guys. And we are in the season of Advent, Mariana. Mm -hmm. Like, you got to preach the first one last week, which was yeah. incredible. We Thank you. We covered peace. I know. And now and we're on to the next. We uh, get to hear from KJ. He's going to bring us kind of our second, uh, second theme. theme, which yeah. is joy. So um, stick around after uh, Mariana and I are going to have a little chat, kind of processing a little bit. That'll be yeah. fun. Yeah. And for everything that is going on at the church, please check our app and explore it around and stay connected. Yeah. Enjoy so. the service. All right. So. Just to begin, I'm I'm dying to uh, kind of share this tiny insecurity that I've had by things that I've heard. Um, so so pe people have said that the sermons I do on here are very different than the sermons I do in person. Um, so the thing that people are saying is, so if I'm talking to a camera, it's different than if I'm talking to the 500 to 800 people. Or the thing that people are saying is, if I'm just talking to a single person, it's different than if I'm talking to a huge crowd there in the sanctuary. Of course it is. Um, it, it is. It is different. It feels really different. And um, so, so I I kind of actually hope that it is. The, the goal I have uh, uh, isn't to be the same here that I am they're in a, a big crowd context. Uh, I'm trying to have integrity and tell the truth here in the spaces that I am. And um, it's easier to, to have this idea that I'm sitting here, I'm having a cup of coffee, and I'm sharing about things that I'm really excited about uh, from a heart-to-heart -heart perspective uh, compared to I'm, I'm going to be up here and I'm going to perform and I'm going to entertain people. And I, I totally, I, I understand the idea of, so as a pastor, the goal isn't to entertain. However, in front of a big group of people, sometimes it feels kind of like that. But here, it's kind of this like heart-to-heart -heart, um, perspective that I have. So I hope it's different. Um, so from that perspective, I feel like today I'm bringing a ton of heartbeat. I'm bringing um, a ton of the journey that I've been on. Um, I'm bringing who I am as a person. And that's very different than trying to show up and captivate people. Um, it's just uh, the two of us here. That's how I see it. It's uh, the two of us having coffee and I'm sharing the things that God has been, been doing inside of me. So thank you for taking the time for being here. I'm honored. Um, so today's passage, I'm just going to start out by, by talking about this passage that has just been inspiring right off the bat. It's Philippians 4, 4, through eight. Here it is. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So this passage has been something that has like sunken deep in to the soul that I carry. Um, I've been holding it close to me and it's become a part of me. It's become a part of this process ever since Pastor Allen did his sermon series focusing on joy. He did a seven part sermon series on joy. And so I'm gonna be doing a sermon today on joy. Um, But to talk about joy today, I have to be inspired by those seven sermons that Pastor Allen took us through as a church and to say, here I am today. And so so during Pastor Allen's sermon series on joy, he taught us practices. He taught us about how our brains are programmed to experience joy. And the practices he taught us if you took the time to actually do them, they change you. And something I've been thinking about a ton, especially in the season that I've been on, it's hunting season. And so I spend a whole bunch of time hunting and I'm out being quiet and I'm in solitude and I, I show up expectant, but don't feel entitled. I'm hoping for something to happen. I, I mean, like there are all these things as, as Pastor Allen was doing his sermon series on joy and hunting season was happening at the same time, I kind of came to the spot of like, these practices are doing the same thing that I'm doing as a hunter. Um, the, the, the heart postures I'm trying to, to uphold it's the same thing as hunting. The expectations that I'm trying to hold, same thing as hunting. The pursuit, same thing as hunting. The practicing solitude, practicing silence, same thing as hunting. The, the showing up, getting up super early, staying up far after the sun goes, like same thing, same thing, same thing. And I began to blend the two of, man, I feel as if spirituality and the heart pursuit of a hunter kind of like hold hands and affirm each other. And as I've been practicing these these practices on how to experience greater joy or how to be programmed for joy, I've begun to change from a heart perspective. These sermons and practices that that are a head thing began to seep down into the heart thing. And so so it it shifted from this goal of obtaining something to becoming something. uh, There was a school of can I have joy to a I feel like I'm becoming joy. Um, There was something that happened when it seeped down from a head to a heart and the two of them began to talk. And I found myself having this desire, like this this desire, I began to get hungry. Um, And it's, it's so hard to explain, like, and here we go, heart to heart. Like, it's really hard to explain the thing I was hungry for, but the best thing I could say was, I was hungry for God. 
And um, the joy practices, they began in this idea of like, I'm hungry to experience joy. I'm hungry to experience peace. I'm, I'm hungry. I'm hope. I'm, and then it was like, I don't care. I just want God. I just want God. And, and I was trying to explain it to, to everyone I talked to, and I just fell short every single time. And, uh, and then finally I came upon this poem that I'm like, that is my heart. Um, and this poem was just like, oh my gosh, like, like this is how I feel. And it's really intense, but it's the joy that I've been experiencing. It's, here's the poem. My heart is on the sleeve of God. Like a tethered falcon, suddenly unhooded. So I'm going to say that again because that was kind of rough. But my heart is on the sleeve of God, like a tethered falcon, suddenly unhooded. And it kind of just paints this picture of I feel very close to God. And I am like here and I have a hood on, I can't see. And I'm, and then he pulls it off and says, go. Like, ugh. and I don't know, there's so much in that. But, but, but if I could like personify, like here's how I feel about joy. And it's very different than the other personifications of joy that it's happiness. It's like this happy celebratory, I'm really bad about that, but a heart on the sleeve of God suddenly unhooded and told to go, that feels kind of like joy. And, and that feels very similar to the Advent time or the season of Advent because Advent compared to Christmas these are two different things. They're not the same thing. Like Christmas, that is a time of fulfillment and of happiness. But Advent is fueled by desire. It's fueled by like this like pursuit, this come, we need it. We need you. There's, there's desire there. And then for Christmas, it's like, party's on. It's here. It's good. And something I found out is as far as the carols go in our sermon series for the Advent season, it's all about different carols that there are carols for Advent and there are carols for Christmas and they're not the same thing. The carols for the Advent season are all about desire and hope and I need, and I crave, and we just sing together the coming of the kingdom, because if that could happen, everything will be incredible. Um, that's Advent. It's fueled by desire. And there are Advent carols, and the Advent carol I am f focusing on today is um, this song that I think that the things that it is saying and then the overall sounds that come from it are contradictory. It's talking about joy. It's talking about hope, but it is haunting and e e very eerie, kind of like a heart on the arm of God who has been suddenly 
softly unhooded. And so it's, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Um, this song, I mean, like, okay, so, so from the integrity perspective that I was talking about up on stage, so I don't feel comfortable like singing it. But here in our coffee talk time, it's like this idea, Dear, like the O come, O come, Emmanuel. And it just carries this. It doesn't ever explode. It's this like, this haunting, like, please come. And then it goes into this, I, this chorus of like, like praying that the day spring is going to come. And I've sung this song a thousand times. And I typed up like, like, tell me what a day spring is. And it's the dawn of the day. It, 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 it's like a whole, it, it, it's like everything is going to be different in the sun coming up in the day spring. And like the church is singing this, this desire for all things to be different. And it's all hinging upon this idea that if God comes, everything is going to be different. There is truly like this feeling for the Advent, the Advent season. And um, during this time of hope that, that God is coming. It's this preparation for God. However, th- th- there are these things Themes that of peace and joy and love and then hope that embody the season that the advent. So, so if it could say something, it's going to say, if God was here, the four themes are going to abound and they're going to find themselves a home here on the earth. And, in this song that was composed back in the 1840s by a priest who had fallen on hard times and his whole congregation, they were sick and experiencing horrible things. He composed this song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And and it has this haunting tune behind it. And for the first time in the, the Orthodox Church, this priest calls Jesus a man well to call out his presence. And that, that term, it is God is here, or God is by my side, or this idea that the presence of God has crashed into earth. This is the hope of everything. Um, come, oh, come, God be present. Come, oh, come, God be by, by our side. Come, oh, come. Like it's this invoking the presence of God. And if the presence of God is here, here's how this priest builds his chorus. He says, rejoice, rejoice, 
Rejoice, rejoice. And very similar to this passage that Paul said, I will say it again. Rejoice, rejoice. And it's this idea that if the presence of God is being experienced, the feeling is joy. Now, how he says it though is very different than just experiencing happiness because there's this tune that plays behind it that's very intense and and it's it's kind of like a hooded falcon on the arms of God just unhooded come o come Emmanuel rejoice rejoice i mean like in the text that he is talking about, this term actually is to become joy compared to experience joy. It means to become joy, become joy, become joy. If the presence of God is here, become joy. It's kind of like those head practices of I am programmed for joy and I will obtain joy to I'm actually becoming joy. I feel like I'm being transformed from the inside out and becoming something that is just hungry to catch a glimpse of God. And the glimpse of God thing is really interesting. If joy and experiencing joy causes this this feeling of like, I am adamant to catch a glimpse of God as he passes by, if he ever passes by, oh my gosh, I have to see him. Because if I did, it would change everything. God is here. God is by our side. God is coming. God is present. Desire for Advent. The Advent is, is, is like it's built for desiring the presence of God. If that isn't a desire that you have, the Advent season probably isn't for you. But Advent is built for those who desire to catch a glimpse of God on parade. Like that's our thing. That's our thing. In Advent, God is the goal. And that's it. Like God's the goal compared to I'm hurting, I'm broken. I'm the goal. I'm the goal. I have to figure myself out. I'm the goal. In Advent, it kind of turns this this posture of like, the only thing I care about is seeing a glimpse of God. He's going to be passing by only to find out that he's just sitting by by you. He's pulling up a seat, having a cup of coffee saying, you have everything I have to offer. Um, This is the Advent season and the heart posture. God is the goal and that's it. And people come hobbling and broken and and blind and they have a speech impediment. They don't care anymore because they got to catch a glimpse of God. What could that be like to have such a burning heart desire just to see a glimpse of God that everything else that has seemed so important doesn't hold a candle anymore. That feeling the Hebrew people are going to say is the feeling of joy. It's the feeling of joy. The fact that I get to see the face of God to the point that everything else does not exist at all. 
This is joy. The hood comes off. And all of a sudden, the things that you are focused on and the things you desire are very, very different. This is joy. So, <laughs> so something about joy that I think is complex. And I'm so glad I can just be here to kind of like talk, talk things a bit. Um, because so as I think about joy, as I've been going back in the Bible and pulling out passages about joy, so as I've been talking to other people about joy and how Pastor Allen talked about joy, he always brought up the term shalom. And, and, and I was like, yeah, but um, in Hebrew, shalom is, is huge. It's this big term that's been talked about a ton. Shalom, shalom, shalom. And the, the Hebrew people say it at the end of everything, shalom. And Pastor Allen talks about it all the time. And, and it's like, yeah, but, yeah, but. And I, I feel that like, okay, so, so shalom is peace. Yes, I get it, but it's more than peace. It's something else. There's like something else there. And then Pastor Tom brought up during the, the sermon series, he was talking about joy. And he's like, shalom is joy. And I was like, man, I haven't really heard that before. Yeah, but it's also peace. And so then I've just been on this like, man, I got to figure out shalom. And it's been complex for me. And then today I was driving in the car and I was thinking about shalom. I was thinking about joy. I was thinking about how everything begins and the Bible begins in the garden. I was thinking about peace. I was thinking about joy. I was thinking about hope. I was thinking about Advent. And then I started like sobbing. And then it was like, oh, shalom is all of it. It's all of it. And if someone could ball it all up and say, here it is, that's shalom. It's all of it. The Hebrew people say that the sound of shalom, it's the exhale of God. It's the, the after he got done, creating things, it's good. That's the shalom. Um, and to put, you know, put a simple understanding of shalom is to simplify it to the point where it doesn't have a point. It's, it's shalom. It's the exhale of God. It's the, it is good. It is the peace and the joy and the love and the hope and the, it's all of it. And so as far as this term goes, something I was thinking about is that the thing that inspires it, it's love. The thing that's the fruit of it is peace. The, the, the thing that's the feeling of it is joy. And the idea that it's able to be obtained, that's our hope. Like, like that's it. The fact that, that, 
that all of it, that going back to things that had been, going back to, to God's heartbeat, inspired by it is good, that can happen. That's the thing Advent is born from. It's the desire for that to be in the garden side by side. There's God. Come, oh come, Emmanuel. That's what this song is about. It's a desire for him to be right by our side. And tell me the feeling that that, that inspires. It inspires this intense joy. It, it could be happy, yes, but it could be joyful. And how I experience joy is so, it feels intense. I, I mean, like, um, I cry all the time, right? And and people try to come along, it'll be okay. It'll be, don't comfort me. I'm experiencing joy. These are joyful tears. What? But am I happy? No, I'm not happy. I'm experiencing the depth of joy. I feel like God and I are doing something together. I'm experiencing this like slight shimmer of he and I are home in the garden together and he is here. That's the desire from the depth of who I am to see God, be with God. God's the goal. This is a part of shalom. As I hope for, as I dream for, as I sing the songs, come, oh come, Emmanuel. Well, because the day spring is at hand. It's dark today, but the sun is coming up. Like this is the desire of our heart. The desire is, is the thing that keeps us going, that keeps the hunt going, the, the, the practices, the pursuit, the, the idea that it is at hand because God is on parade. I think there is something that's so simple in turning our gaze towards God because all of the answers, all of the desires of the human heart are found in him. And in him, everything else is just a shadow. Everything becomes complex inside the human heart. So if it is about us, everything is chaos. And it's a good thing the Bible begins by the Spirit of God hovering over the chaos, taking a survey of the things that are. It's a good thing that the Spirit of God, the breath of God hovers over the chaos. The exhale of God, the Sabbath of God, the breath of God hovers over the human heart saying, I can do really good things here. This is the inspiration of the Advent season and the beginning of the birth of joy. 
God is the goal here. And joy, something that's very cool about joy is joy is the fruit, or it's not a fruit, it is a fruit of the spirit, right? It's, it's something that, that someone has to have to show that God is in here. Um, and, and it's something that's like a tangible thing that people can see to prove that Jesus actually died and came back because I died and came back and joy is a part of that and so is peace. And, and joy is a part of the fruits of the Spirit, the evidence of the Spirit. The prayers of Paul are talking about it. They often are Paul praying for his people about them being filled in, in joy and peace as he's saying, be filled in the Spirit. These things kind of hold hands all over the place as if the Holy Spirit and joy and peace and the human everything is balled up and saying, this is all of it. Do you see it? It's like like the, the breath of God, the exhale, the spirit, the peace, the hope, the joy, the love, the kindness, gentleness, the things Paul prays for, the exhale of God, God forms people out of the dirt and the garden and breathes into them. Does he just breathe breath into them or does he breathe joy and peace into them and make them alive? I don't know, but that sounds very accurate to us today, hungry for the breath of God to breathe into us. That's what I'm hungry for. That's what I desire. And that's what I am all about. And I am crying tears of joy because I feel like God's really doing something. And I think it's from that very posture that Paul says the thing he does to his church. And he's, he's like telling them, here it is. Okay. Help me out guys. <laughs> so here's the thing Paul says. And like, you got to think about the places that Paul has been, who Paul is, the hardships he's had, and the hardship the church is going through at this point. It is a season of Advent for them. And here he goes. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. How cool is that? Like he pauses and says, so it isn't just something to hear a seven part sermon series of. We need to go back there. It's Advent season. So I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. That's Advent. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. This is Advent. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is Advent. Finally, Christ Community Church, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if 
anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things because this is Advent. Do you see the value of the hood coming off? And there is a great hunt at hand because God is on parade. Please pray with me. Oh, God, we thank you that you are here in the places we are. Thank you for the exhale. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your speaking. Thank you that you are a God who inspires great hope. God, thank you that you bring us here year after year after year. And each time it is different. Thank you for growing us. Give us a glimpse, please, of who you are. And just don't tell us who you are. Show us you. You are our goal and our every desire. Show us you. In the pursuit of God, I pray that in the places that you are, that joy abounds because to pursue God is to find him. And the feeling of his presence is great joy. In God I pray and in God I proclaim, amen. Hey guys, we, we're back. Yes. And I said it was just going to be you Let's and I, but go. we went on ahead and pulled KJ. I got asked this here. <laughs> we did. <laughs> All right, Let's... so here's, here's something I was thinking. I got done here and I was like, did I even talk about joy? <laughs> because I, I threw out a ton of concepts and then I talked about, I don't know, almost like this embodiment of joy that I feel mm -hmm. and concepts kind of of the proverbial joy and becoming joy. Uh -huh. But did I, I mean, and I was like, did I, I didn't even talk about talk joy. About, did yeah. I do it? How do yeah. you, I mean, like, I yes. So he, he asked us that and said, no, no, wait, let's talk about this on Here. camera. <laughs> yes. And what I'm thinking here, you know, listening to your sermon is just how expensive, how you painted this much, much broader picture of joy. So maybe you're talking about all these other things, but all of it is joy. Mm -hmm. So maybe even when you're not saying the word joy, you're painting the picture of where joy is, you know? So the whole time, the, the examples you're seeing, the stories, the poem, the whatever, the desire, all of that in my heart is like, yeah, that's what, that's what joy is. That's where. I forgot a really important part of oh. my sermon. I was, because like the idea that I was going for was like the presence of God inspires a feeling of joy. Joy. It's yeah. like this confidence. It's this strength. It's it's joy. Uh -huh. And 
if the presence of God is indicative of joy, uh-huh. then the idea that someone could experience anything, absolutely anything, and be experiencing it in joy, like the joy of oh, the Lord, Lord yeah. is my str- strength. strength. Yeah. And you have to have strength during very hard times. And to separate that from being happy. Because right. can people be happy during hard times? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but can right. they be jo- joyful? Yes. yes. God's there. Right. And, and like this idea that joy is found in the presence of God and the fact that he is here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I was going to bring us back. Wait. I totally forgot that. And that's I'm, a big one. That's I'm why so we, glad that you yeah. did this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think man. it's it's that the it's the paths leading to joy. I think you know when you're if we if we take your sermon what you just did and we see it from the different perspectives around a circle. You know your bullseye in there was this joy, and I think uh, one of the biggest things that just really and I don't know if you intended to do it this way at all, but when you were just talking about um, the different themes of Advent, you know, and that ultimately, these are the things that we're searching for all the time, right? We're searching for joy. We're searching for peace. We're on this, you know, like you said, I've become a hunter of peace, you know, and we put so much energy, I put so much energy, I'll say me, into seeking these things and looking for balance or rhythm or, you know, anything that we can get when ultimately it's like, no, we're we're a falcon on God's arm. Like, no, like... These are th- these are you know, the byproducts, tokens. yeah, but, yeah, yes. gifts and things like that. But no, this is where we really are, mm-hmm. and that is like goosebumps. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that imagery is just amazing. Yeah, it's like if someone is trying to find joy, they're not going to find it. Right. If right. someone's trying to find peace, they're never going to find it. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it. It's like this idea that the. That like by just catching a glimpse of God for a tenth of a second, that's probably all you have to have forever. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like forever. That's it. That's enough for me. When you're talking about God on a parade and you just want to catch a glimpse of him, made me think of that picture of the this old lady watching the queen in England. Have you guys seen that picture? Uh-uh. It's just this famous picture that went around online and it's, you know, obviously the huge crowd and the queen is going on a parade and then everybody's like taking pictures or talking, you know, whatever. And there's this one old lady that is just like, just watching, staring Ooh. at the queen. She's like, I'm not even paying attention what's going around me. You know, oh. she was, aiming at the and it's just such a powerful picture and the point there was to all the devices on the busyness the chaos whatever you know and and she she had nothing she was just staring and taking it all it's so so powerful like yeah that's all she needs (laughs) Uh yeah i almost like i i get that posture it's just like you know everyone's talking about god so everyone's like telling me how he how he is or the attributes or character and it's like i'm dying to see him for myself yeah don't tell me anymore i'm gonna see him for myself Mm -hmm. and like that i think that's something that the contemplative practices 
that our church has been doing has been inspiring like for me it's like i'm gonna catch a glimpse of him mm. i'm gonna sit here <laughs> and i'm just gonna sit here yeah. until he passes by yeah. um i'm gonna see him and, and there's like this burning desire i have that i don't care about anything else sorry you that, know, like that, oh you know yeah a hundred percent that word desire that you keep using and i've heard you use that in other conversations and stuff and i think there's something more to that word that you're that's in you right now yeah. and i would love to hear like you know what's what's going on in kj's brain with that word desire right now mm. Yeah, I think that's at the core of things. Um, it's it's at the core of things. Like, tell me the thing that you desire, and I can tell you who the mm. person that you, you are. Mm. Um, it's very easy. Mm. And, like, so I think I've just been inspired by um, – do I have a desire to I, uh, be successful? Do I have a desire to be a better person? Do I have a desire to be happy? Do and like, and that's the human, the human yeah, desire. Yeah. But those are all good things, and I think that I've just come to a spot of like I just desire God, mm-hmm. and in that I find success and mm. that I find happiness and that I find peace and that I, I like and mm-hmm. th- that I'm successful in all things right. I, right. I mean like I, I can't I'm I'm just being as sure transparent as I can right. that's how I feel mm-hmm. um, and I'm and I think that's like this huge part of being a disciple of Jesus like the term is to follow him Right. And how do you follow someone that you can't see? Right. I mean, like, yeah. think about, like, how do you follow someone you can't see? Yeah. Because then all you're doing is just following something that they said. Text. And I don't have a <laughs> desire to follow something that someone else said, that someone else said, that someone else said. I, I want to follow him. <laughs> and that's my desire. I love that. I don't know. Yeah. It, and I, I, I just love your passion because it, you are you're talking about imbo- embodying and becoming you you are showing us yeah. i believe what advent is and it's that sort that level of desire and pursuit and i love what you the the contrast to christmas i think we we miss out on Christmas, and you're saying something about this earlier. You should repeat that <laughs> that we miss out on Christmas when we pull that through the entire season of Advent, rather than experience Advent first, which is the the desire and the anticipation and the the craving and the the realization of how much we would desire for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Then we can have a rich, profound Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was it that you said earlier? Yeah, about like I that? think that that, that typically um, the Advent season it becomes like the extended Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Um, that people think that it's, if they do a better it's pop job, pop out your chocolates, man. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's try, I totally get that. Like that's cool. Yeah. It's like telling, trying to tell the story better. Right. Um. But it's 
it's oh man, there's so many things. It isn't about an extended Christmas. In fact, so if you are going to extend Christmas, it should be after Christmas, the 12 days of Christmas, uh-huh. then Epiphany after that, because poof, Epiphanies happen, um, experiencing the 12 days. Anyway, um, but, but the Advent season brings the value to Christmas because you understand the desire of your heart. It's kind of like being hungry, like super hungry. Mm-hmm. I, I like having an extended past mm. and then someone gives you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and this is like the best sandwich you've you're like oh my gosh tell me the place you got this peanut butter is this like uh-huh. gourmet and it's like oh this is like the king's supers brand you know uh-huh. like, it's oh, just because you're so, yeah, hungry. you're so hungry yeah compared to so if i'm just constantly going to golden corral <laughs> And I'm like stuffing myself, and then someone says, "Do you want to go out to eat?" Yeah, here's sure, a peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's a here's a two hundred seventy five dollar dinner at the Broadmoor. But I'm so full, yeah. it doesn't taste good. Mm. It's like it's the same thing. It's right. like it 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 just doesn't taste good because. I have built this culture of I sit and I consume, consume, consume. Um, I think the Advent season is all about like the exercising of the human heart to desire the things that it is truly hungry for. And that's to go home. That is so convicting about the <laughs> the eating and eating, and then here's a wonderful like, meal. And you're I've, like, eh. I've had Christmas for days. Yeah, exactly. Rather just what than... what we do, like yeah, that's great. Again, you know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But then you come to this point of like, I don't have to go home. God brought home here, and that's what <laughs> Christmas is. It's like no, I don't have to bring you. It's here. And then it's like mm-hmm. the angels sing and the shepherds <laughs> saw it. And and then you hear the Christmas story again and you're like, wow. Mm-hmm. Compared to, I've already heard this a hundred times. Right. right. You know, like, wow, are you kidding me? And same with the Christmas carols or Advent yeah. carols that were like singing, repetition, sing and yeah. and we don't even think compared what to what saying. you're, the one you shared, oh, come, like what a difference it makes. The, the pleading. Yeah, to, like, the yeah. pleading for the presence of God, for the day spring to happen, for things to be like, yeah, like such desire. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That is good, KJ. Yeah. It changes your perspective, hopefully, on what this anticipation time moments, you know, should look like in our hearts. You know, obviously we're not going to change, you know, culture or right. society or anything, but what could it really look like in our hearts to start having an awareness and practicing these moments of like holy anticipation? Yeah. Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. I think something that's so cool about all of it is it's very simple. Mm-hmm. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to have an extra party. <laughs> um, it, it isn't really something you have to It's not chase. stressful. It's, right. it's just yeah. something you have to be honest about. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it, it, someone can't see Advent apart from seeing themselves. Mm. 
and that's it that's you know so mm-hmm. that's really good and then it's the whole thing i just want to to bring back because i wrote down what you said the 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 shalom being yeah. the exhale and that that everything in the presence of god and kj and i had millions of conversations about shalom because i've been digging in shalom and i'm like this word has been so poorly translated and it freaks me out. Like, why in the world are we just calling it peace? There's so much more into it. And in these discussions, so I, I just love the, you know, how much further you brought this idea that it's inspired by love. The fruit is peace. The feeling is joy. Yes, the desire so to have it is hope. It's, it's, everything in that i i'm sitting on that too in this in the anticipation of of advent in the season of advent i'm i'm thinking about that the big picture of all of those combined in shalom it's so, so good um so the jewish people they they believe and they, they'll talk about uh, it's that the, the idea that if two or more people are gathered there's a presence of God and they believe that the symbol that that, that had, had come from is the, the Ark of the Covenant that there were these t- two, two cherubim, cherubim. Mm-hmm. Um, that had that were kind of built pointing towards each other and that during the times that the presence of God had been there, the fire like came up from the two of their heads Mm -hmm. and that kind of paved the path for the Jewish people to follow. However, um, I bring that up because it is so fun to be here and to talk about these things because in the places that there are two or more gathered, there's like this pillar of fire that I'm shoots like, up. I'm like, we just, I <laughs> feel like, yeah, like you just said fire shot up out of Jeff's heads, right? Like, <laughs> I'm tracking. In Are the- you tracking with me? <laughs> it's, this is amazing. The point is the folklore. Yeah. The but gathering. it's like this idea yeah. that, that as far as like the sp- 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 spiritual in the city of Greeley, something just happened. Like that's how it felt like this conversation felt so good. I'm really thankful to be a part of it. So thank you. Mm, Thank you you for all your insight and wisdom. And thank you for joining us. It was great to spend this time together. We hope you have a... A good you whatever. Have anything whatever to say you're off no, to. It was so fun. <laughs> it was really good. Yes. We just hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye, guys.